Hey there! Did you know Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices? And when you download the Kroger app, you'll enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. And don't forget fuel points to help you save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. Want to save even more? With a Boost membership, you'll get double fuel points and free delivery. So shop and save big at Kroger today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Coming up on the Just Fantasy Baseball podcast, my guy Vince and I break down what we're going to be talking about this season. We told you who we are, what our background is, and what you can expect from our podcast coming up this season. We also gave you some sleeper Super Bowl picks. Just kidding. Super Bowl already happened, but we still talked about the Super Bowl because we recorded this. We are recording this, I should say, before the Super Bowl. So all that and a whole lot more coming up on the Just Fantasy Baseball podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Just Fantasy Baseball Podcast. My name is Rami LaVie, and across from me is my new host, Vince D'Amato. Vinny, what's up, buddy? Not much, Rami. I'm very excited to get into this fantasy baseball stuff. I've been itching to do something like this for a while, so I'm grateful that I get to be with you. I've seen some of your work. It looks awesome, so I'm, I'm super hyped for this. I'm super excited for this also, and it's a great opportunity by Just Baseball, and a big shout-out to them, obviously, because this is going to be fun. We're going to talk fantasy baseball all year. If you're a fantasy baseball buff, if you love fantasy baseball, or maybe if you're just looking to try and win a league and you never won one, and you're playing fantasy for the first time, whatever it is, this is going to be the podcast for you. You're going to want to listen to us break it down. I'm told Vince is the fantasy expert. We're going to still get to know each other as time goes on. I'm just here to listen to you and to present you to the rest of the people. That's my role here. I have some fantasy baseball background, but I want to start here. So your fantasy baseball podcast, your or, or your background, I should say, your baseball background. How did it start? How did you get into sports? How did you get into this? How did you end up here at Just Baseball doing a podcast with me? Yeah, so I mean, my baseball roots go back to when I was a kid, right? T-ball. I did T-ball all the way through through high school, and I played a little in college. I actually ended up playing mostly in a club team. Um, for UWSP, University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point. And when I knew I wasn't going to go pro, I was kind of, you know, trying to think of something else to do. And I've oh, been damn. playing in What age was yeah. that? <laughs> I, 10, right? Yeah, 10 exactly. years old. Um, no, but I just, I love the game. And um, yeah, when I was uh, graduating, I graduated, I decided I still want to play men's league. So I played in men's leagues. And so I've still been around the game since I graduated. It feels like an eternity. And uh, yeah, I kind of slowly got into fantasy baseball. And it's kind of turned into an addiction, so figured why not just keep keep rolling with the addiction, right? Just roll with it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I how I got here. You have to feed the addiction. I think it's important. That's the, that's the main thing, you know. Um, I, it's funny that you mentioned that. I didn't even know that. I played in a in a men's league in Maryland for a couple of years when I lived down there. It's so fun because it was guys eighteen to thirty three. So it was all guys our age were just out of it. Still feel like they're so close, you know, to the game and playing at a at a competitive level. And some guys were really really good. Some were not as good, but it was it was great experience. What was that experience like for you? 
Yeah, actually. So you mentioned it's 18 to 33. There was a few leagues that I played in that there were guys who were in their 40s and 50s who just phenomenal at bat to ball, you know, just base hits all day. They were just so good at it and they just continued to play. So it's amazing how baseball sometimes transcends that age factor of just like you don't always need to hit home runs and throw 100 miles an hour to be good. Right. You can just fill in the role. So, yeah, I loved it. I'm sure you did, too. Yeah. So my background a little bit, because it kind of relates to that is fan is uh, I work for WFAN, which is sports talk radio. Um, when I was a kid growing up, my father introduced me to baseball and he introduced me to fantasy baseball very early on. Also, because if you are a longtime fantasy baseball consumer player listener you may be aware of the fantasy 411 show which was mlb.coms and mlb networks eventually that was their prime fantasy baseball that's where they talked about fantasy baseball and my father was a regular guest you would know him as pete and jordan i don't know why he chose that but that's he was a regular guest on the show that he would come on and he he they had this segment that they did with him called fantasy baseball for dummies um and he ended up winning their league a couple of times with a bunch of these guys who worked for major league baseball so that's how i got into fantasy baseball originally and then i went to the mlb offices as a kid and met them a few times so that was cool and then eventually i was like hey i want a career in media also so long story short i work for wfan which is sports talk radio in new york city uh number one sports talk radio in the country in my opinion and also ratings wise but um yeah I say all that to say that we work, uh, we have this one guy who works our name, Evan Roberts, who's a big baseball fan, probably in like also seven fantasy baseball leagues. Uh, he probably does the dynasty leagues where it's like seven years out. He's thinking about trading draft picks and stuff. So again, you can yep. talk to more, speak more to that. I probably can't, but he does a baseball league, also a men's baseball league now uh, for WFAN listeners. And so I might join that this year. I'm trying to figure out now that I moved from Maryland up to New York. I'm trying to figure out where I should go with uh, my playing fantasies uh, or not playing, playing baseball, actually not fantasy. Uh, but as far as fantasy baseball, that's what we're here to talk about. Tell us some of your background. You've had a bunch of leagues. You won a bunch of leagues, I assume. I hope. Otherwise, I don't know why we're doing this together. Um, yeah, just tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, so I'm currently in four dynasty leagues, which, you know, take up a lot of time. And then I'm trying to, I think I'll do about six total redraft leagues, different structures. And then um, one of them will be a best ball, one best ball league. So just draft and let your guys go. So I, I like to cover as many different ones as I can, different styles and structures. I know you're in an auction league. I've never actually done an auction league. So I'm first really time doing it. I've done kinda... it for football. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. I'm be excited to maybe try one of those too. Um, now that I'm thinking about it. So yeah, I, I like to cover as many bases as I can. No pun intended. I mean, the pun was definitely intended, but yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. I'll let you get away with it for now. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. So with this, we're trying to cover as many bases again there. I just use it. So it's fine. Now we're even. But yeah, yeah we're... we're trying to cover everything for all the listeners. We want everyone to be included here and we will talk about everything. We'll have some specialty episodes that we'll throw in. So let's get into that a little bit. What we're going to be doing, uh, what you can expect from this podcast. Let's start with the preseason. A lot of what we're going to talk about is positional rankings. That's going to be our basis for the preseason, I should say, because that's where everything starts, positional rankings. And then we'll do overall rankings, draft strategies, different things. What's been a draft strategy, if I can ask, that's worked for you in the past that maybe is you're more, without giving too much away before your league start, that's been your consistent draft strategy that like you would say one hack or one just key thing? Oh, a hack. Um, I think a hack something that people maybe don't always take into account is when you're drafting and it's hard to, to do it in the moment, but to pay attention to tiers. And what I mean by that is right. A lot of these players, like we'll break down, you know, positions, 
they sit in tiers, right? You might have a top tier of guys and those are four or five guys and their ADP lies within about 20 picks. And then there might be like a 30 pick drop off. And so paying attention, maybe not grabbing the first guy in that tier, maybe waiting until one or two or three of them go and then picking up one of the last guys in that tier. That way you're getting just as much value as you would if you had taken the first guy, but maybe waiting a round or two. So as far as, you know, positions go, I think every year it's a little bit different as to which positions you should attack, but um, the tier strategy, I think, is is important to understand because that's kind of across all leagues and even across different sports, right? That that I'm sure occurs in football quite a bit too. So I'm sure we'll do that. Also, we'll break down tiers, and I think that would be really ex- important for um, for uh, auction leagues because if you're drafting a guy who is a few dollars more expensive because he's at the top of the tier, but there's a guy in the same tier who's a little bit less. And then you could get higher end from the next tier and you're spending less money total on two guys. Like that could be huge when you're talking about, you know, there's no order in the draft necessarily. It's just everyone's bidding money on the guy. So um, that's important. If I can ask you, what's your most memorable season that you won uh, in fantasy baseball, a season that you won a league that you won that was most memorable. It stood out for whatever reason. You're, you mean fantasy baseball or just? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about fantasy baseball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's we're, what we're here for, about, right? right? I think yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we um, go. It was probably actually last year. So I was, I'm in a dynasty league. And I, at the beginning of the year, I said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I got a good enough team. And so I ended up trading away a few pieces, including Jordan Lawler, right? A couple prospects, like higher end prospects. And I ended up getting back Pablo Lopez and George Springer who Pablo Lopez really solidified himself as an ace last year. So that I think really carried me through. And I didn't have the best team, but I ended up winning the entire championship. I won quite a bit of money and it was, it was a blast because, you know, especially when you look across and you're like, wow, this guy's got a phenomenal team. This guy's got a phenomenal team. And then my team's competing with that. That's just so much fun. So. And when one trade swings your league like that, I feel like it's such a good feeling because I was reading an article um, a couple weeks ago about this guy who said he made this one trade and everyone ripped him in the group chat because he lost the trade. He gave up more value than he was win- than he was getting. But for him, what he needed in order to win the league, he needed to make that trade. I don't remember what the example was. Maybe he needed more stolen bases and he was giving up a better player, but he had enough batting average or home runs or whatever it was and needed st- more stolen bases. And that was his key was it's okay to get clowned in the group chat for a couple of days because he won the league in the end. So that's such an interesting thing. And something I'm sure we'll talk about when we talk strategy is making that one big trade. Has there ever been a guy who's been just a league winner for you? Like, Oh my God, I got this guy. I didn't expect to pick him up. Maybe it was a a waiver wire pick that that was a young guy. Maybe it was something under the radar, a draft pick that was a sleeper that just won the league or maybe it was you know one year you took ronald Acuna last year and he won the league for you because he was that freaking good i actually i have played for so long i have never had a share of ronald Acuna jr and it drives me nuts because he's such a fun player but um i think the one last year the big one was matt olson he i had him on a few teams and i mean just bonkers what he did um and then i i got ellie de la cruz quite a bit later than i was expecting and corbin carroll is another one so i you know some of the young players there but that's what I think I love. That's why I love playing dynasty is because I think I see these guys pop up a little bit sooner than others. And so I'm able to jump on their great ADP and yeah, Corbin Carroll was a huge one for me last year. Ellie, I'd like to see a little bit more from him this year, but we'll see. And um, yeah, Matt Olson though was a huge one for me last year. 
Yeah, with with those young guys, that's key because when you're doing these redraft leagues, if you have that background, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk prospects. We're going to talk about those guys, and maybe we'll do a separate ranking just for the young guys because that's so important for us to talk about the young guys coming up, where you should draft them, what value you could get because we're talking those back end of the draft. If you can hit on a couple of those, you're not going to hit on all of those at the back end of the mm-hmm. draft. But if you can hit on a couple of those, that's where, where you'll win your leagues. Yeah, and also, you know, paying attention to that early in the draft and thinking, okay, I'm going to take a few shots later, so I need to build safer in the beginning, right? And so there's strategy there too, right? You can't just take shots on everybody because they're not all going to work out. So you have to be able to to balance out your risk. So that's point. all going to be, yeah, that's all going to be preseason. Once mm-hmm. we get into the season, uh, we'll be doing two episodes a week mostly. Unless there's breaking news, we'll do some walk and talks. We'll do maybe we'll hop on an Instagram live, a YouTube live, stuff like that. Just different content constantly. We'll be writing some articles as well, or you will be. I won't be. Um, they don't trust me with that. They're like, yeah, we'll let you talk, but uh, we're going to let the experts write the articles. Um, so that's good. But during the season, we're going to have a Sunday episode, which is going to be centered around waiver wire pickups. Now, a lot of people, everyone knows that that's when most leagues, Sunday night is the big waiver night you're going into. If you're playing a head-to-head league, you're going into the following week of, of games. Or a lot of times, that's just when you know the week is ending and you want to know, okay, Who's hot? Who's not? Who am I dropping? Who can I hold on to? Who's hurt? Injuries, all those things. So that's what we're going to do. Every Sunday is going to be our waiver wires for that week. And then Wednesdays, or I guess Tuesday, Wednesday, it's just going to be a weekday episode. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, most likely. We'll do a bunch of things. Mailbag questions from you, positional battles, buy low, sell high, just a bunch of different ideas that we could get into throughout the season. Uh, What are you looking forward to most talking about, I guess, on those Sunday episodes and then maybe on a weekday episode? I think I am most excited, especially on the Sunday ones, for I love looking ahead to see the best pitchers to stream for the week. I love checking out the matchups, right? This guy's going to Oakland. You know, he's been under the radar. He should be a great pickup. Things like that I just love diving into. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that on Sunday and then or Sundays. And then for the weekday ones, I really am a fan of buy low, sell highs, just because I think that's where you win a lot of leagues, right? Is this guy starts off cold. You know, the owner may be thinking of dropping him or, or just doesn't think his value's there. That's when you pounce on him. And, you know, baseball is a marathon, right? It's a long season. So a lot of these guys might stutter out of the gate. Or last year, like we get a guy like Matt Chapman who starts off scorching hot. We've seen that before, but you know, it's going to be up and down. If you can sell a guy like that and say, hey, MVP candidate right here, and you sell him off high, that's those things like that are going to win you your league. So I'm very excited to, to break into those as well. Mookie Betts terrified me last year. Like the whole beginning of the season, I was like, his just average wasn't there. And then when you look at his stats when the season ended, you're like, all right, he batted 250, but this guy was incredible. This guy's one of the best yeah. players in the league. And so it's stuff like that also where you have to have cooler heads. You have two people here who are going to watch it and kind of have different perspectives, which is also important because I might be sitting here like, I can't deal with this guy anymore. Garrett Cole's had three bad starts in a row. I don't know what we're going to do. And you're like, well, look at his sample size. Look at his body of work. Here's what's going on. We'll look at some of the metrics. We'll get into yeah. all those things. And then that's that's the best way. Now, Tell us about some of the work you're going to be doing and really the Just Baseball team is going to be doing on uh, the actual article side on uh, for Just Baseball. Yeah, so we're still ironing out some of the details, but from what it sounds like, I'll be doing an article once a week and we have a team of three to five writers. I don't know if we've solidified that number, but a team of writers that um, are going to be writing articles throughout the week. And one of the articles is going to focus on some of the stuff that you and I Rami discuss on the podcast. So if people want a little bit deeper dive into what we talk about, um, they can go there. But 
also there's going to be other content of things that we don't talk about. So tons of information is going to be available to anyone who wants it. Um, and this isn't the only place to get it. There's going to be, you know, pieces throughout the year, you know, probably four or five every week. So I'd say keep an eye out for those because I think, again, those are going to be huge if you're looking just for and there'll be quick reads, right? It's not like you need to spend 30 minutes reading this article. No, here's what you need to know. Here are the guys that you should look out for. And here's why. That's it. Move on. So really excited to, to start with those guys. That's going to be awesome. And one of the things with us is as we're getting to know each other, we're going to do a couple of things. We're I'm joining a league of yours and mm-hmm. I'm going to figure it out. Hopefully I can, I don't embarrass myself. You know, I host a fantasy baseball podcast. I better freaking be good at fantasy baseball. Yeah. So if you last don't make the year, playoffs, we might have to talk I know, about it's, this. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, I'm going to get fired if we don't make, if I don't make the playoffs, I'm going to have to do really well, but hopefully I'm going to be listening to you talk over the next like month and a half or so before we draft, or I guess now it's about a month. Yeah, a month and a half. We're still a little mm-hmm. further out today. When you're listening to this, it's uh, Monday, February 12th. We're recording this Sunday, February 11th, Super Bowl Sunday. You might be familiar. Small game played. Some people don't watch football. Not me. Um, I obviously do watch football. Uh, but I was saying, so as we get through the season, one of the things we're going to be talking about is our league, that we're going to be competing with each other. And we also are going to do a mock draft on the show together where we'll talk about draft strategy with the two of us because that's going to be fun a lot of times people want to hear what's going through your head what are you thinking about as you're drafting you know thinking out loud that's really what it's going to be is just the two of us kind of talking through our picks when we see someone make a pick oh i don't know about that pick that doesn't seem like a great pick so things like that uh are going to be fun what are you looking forward to most about being in a league together that we can compete maybe we could put a little extra on the line what do you think that's going to be like throughout the season on this show (laughs) Yeah, there'll be some spicy moments, you know, maybe when we go head to head, you know, maybe oh, I don't for talk sure. to you as much and maybe I, I throw in some digs. I don't know. We'll see what that looks like when we get there. But um, yeah, I'm psyched for that because I'm super happy that you decided to join because I think that's an awesome way for us to continue to just see guys that are out there and kind of plan our, our teams together. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. Same. Um, as far as you personally, you grew up a baseball fan. You, like you said, where'd you grow up? What was your baseball background? Not from a playing standpoint, but who'd you root for? Do you still root for a baseball team? Is that part yeah. of what you do? Or are you just fantasy only? No, I, I am a Chicago Cubs fan. Diehard. I grew up around the city of Chicago and I, I have transitioned over the last, especially since I've started playing fantasy baseball so heavily. I am the kind of person who I just I love watching a good game more than I love watching the Cubs sometimes which is nuts right it's kind of weird for me to say and think about but did I that love change watching... after 2016 uh it, it definitely helped if, if 2016 didn't happen yeah I'd still I think I'd be a little bit um salty that they were that close but anyways yeah I mean the, it kind of has changed how I watch the game and I think it's changed for a lot of people who play fantasy baseball and same with fantasy football, right? You turn on TV any given Sunday on football season and you're almost you find yourself rooting for a team that you wouldn't really care about before. And so same idea with baseball. I love watching young guy. Royce Lewis is one of my favorite players. I'm super psyched for him. So all of a sudden I'm a twins fan, right? And so I I love watching from that type of um lens or that angle. But when at the end of the day, I am going to root for the Cubs, but I just love watching a good game. Well, you had some fun guys last year, some fun young guys who came up and it was kind of like, oh, my God. Like even Marcus Stroman, that first half yeah. of the season was like, wow, this guy's having I, I had him on my team. I was like, this is way better than I expected to have. Yeah. I also had yeah. Blake Snell. That was such a great draft pick by me because I was like, Blake Snell didn't he didn't go early. Like people weren't really high on mm-hmm. Blake Snell going into last year. And he has turns out to have this, 
you know, Cy Young season. Now, fantasy-wise, he wasn't as great as he was for regular baseball just because of the walks right. per, per per nine and the walk to, to strikeout ratio was a little high for me. Uh, right. But he still, like, he, he couldn't, like, when he would go five innings and then I knew he wasn't coming out for a six, it was kind of frustrating every time. But I would watch right. those games anyway because I love Don Orsillo and Mud, who do the, the games on, on the TV for uh, for the San Diego Padres. Their broadcasters are awesome. But that's another thing. We should talk about that. We're going to do that. Now, what football has, which is awesome, is they have Red Zone. And you could sit and watch Red Zone. You could follow all your players at once, right? Because if any of the big names that are on your team are going to score a touchdown or get a big play, you'll see it. Now, baseball, they've started to implement a little bit of big inning, uh, which is that MLB TV kind of red zone version now i think they could do better with it i still think it could be better than it is uh i've said i've actually talked to major league baseball about making it better than it is but they don't listen to me um it's fine it's okay not yet anyway they will will. yeah one day they will once they realize what they're missing out on all my great ideas (laughs) they're going to start listening to me but uh yeah, we, we, we talked about like how we can make it better and stuff like that. But I think it's it's going to be really cool for us maybe to sit down on a just a random afternoon or evening in the summer and just watch a game together or watch a few games together and interact. If we're going head to head, especially, mm-hmm. and we'll do that on live, we'll do it on Instagram, we'll do it on, on, on whatever you wherever you consume this Twitter, YouTube, and we'll go live and we'll talk about our guys that we have going up against each other and we'll watch beginning together. So that's more content that's going to be coming your way throughout the season. And like I said, I'm excited to do this as far as me personally, I'm a Yankee fan. I know people don't love to hear that, but if you really think about it, the Yankees aren't that good. Like, let's be honest. Come on. They got Juan Soto. They're not going to resign him. If you want to hear my opinion about the Yankees, you could listen to WFAN. I'm not like in I love with what the Yankees. Yeah. You do want to hear it? No, no. You, I'll, I'll listen. I'll go listen to, to WFAN. I mean, it's just like, I'm curious. I just don't I'd... think th- I don't like you gave up 480 innings pitched from last year and you got back Juan Soto and Marcus Stroman. You really think you got better? Yeah. And and a year of Juan Soto. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Juan Soto is going to be great. I know that, but I don't think the Yankees are going to win all of a sudden win a hundred games and win a world series. They're still the fourth best team in the AL at best, right? Baltimore's better than them. Texas is better than them. Houston's better than them. I don't know. That's just, yeah, that's just my opinion on the Yankees. Um, And I wouldn't even like, Spoiler alert right now. We'll get into this, I'm sure, as the season goes on. I'm not even drafting a guy like Garrett Cole, a guy who's 34, 33, 34 years old, has put so many innings on that arm. And while he's been incredible, we know every year of the top 10 starting pitchers, you know, four or five of them are going to bust or get hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. do you really trust a guy like Garrett Cole? He's been so consistent. He's been so good. It's almost a reason to not draft him, right? Yeah, especially because he's going to go at, you know, crazy high price at that point. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I would wait for a guy like Pablo Lopez. I would much rather wait two rounds and get Pablo Lopez for the same type of, I mean, I just, I think he's a stud, right? And so I, I agree with that. Yeah. If it's a younger guy coming up, if it's a guy like Spencer Strider, someone else who hasn't put the log, the same number of innings, are there any aces that you would go for in an early round or are you totally, I'm not taking a pitcher until we get to that second tier? You know, if, if Shane McClanahan was still around, he would be one that I would I would go for. Unfortunately, he's not. Um, I've mentioned Pablo Lopez. He's definitely a favorite of mine. Um, that's a good question. I, I'd have to look at my rankings, but none that jump out because and this is maybe a little bit of my strategy, too. I don't attack pitching super early if I don't have to. Like maybe I'll I'm grab right an ace you. if I yep. feel like there's a good value, but I'm going to wait and go for, you know, four or five pitchers that give me a safe floor in a few later rounds, but I'm going to build a juggernaut offense if I can first and foremost. 
is Adley Rutschman the most valuable catcher by far because he plays the most? Um, I don't know by by far, but yeah, he's he's up there. I think you can make a case for a few different guys like JT Realmuto, right? He brings the speed that most other catchers just don't. And so I think that's important depending on how, you know, if you get a guy like Jordan Alvarez or Corey Seager early and you need some speed, a guy like Rio Muto is probably going to be more valuable than Adley. Um, but you're absolutely right. You know, Adley playing more than anyone else. I think I would have said Will Smith, but he's going to lose a lot of at-bats this year. I think with Shohei yeah, he's not covering that DH, DH spot. As much, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's another one that kind of stings, but I'm a huge fan of Will Smith. So how see. much stock this happens a lot people put in like a ton of stock the second half of the season big playoff performances and then they get bust they you know they get nailed on that because it's like oh well down the stretch this guy was awesome but what about a guy like sandy alcantara who had an awful season but really came on the second half and was really good like his numbers the second half were almost comparable to his cy young award numbers the, the, the prior season so how do you look at someone like that as when you're looking at the season as a whole and you're coming coming into this season well, um, I'm going to check on Sandy because correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's out for this. Is he out upcoming? Oh, maybe he's not. I thought he was out. Um, but anyways, I'm sorry. So guys who, you know, you said struggle in the first half and then kind of come back. Yeah. In the and, then, half. and then come back in the second half. Yeah. How I think much it depends. You put in that? Yeah. Um, it ahead. depends on the, the track record of the player, right? How much have they you know, how much have they shown in the past and which one do they tend to lean towards? Because it's a game of numbers, right? And if, for anyone who's seen Moneyball, they know that, right? Like it's 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 an average. And so they're probably not going to play the best baseball that they've ever played, but they're also probably not going to play the worst, right? And so the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, but something else you have to consider too. And we when we look at, you know, underlying data, this is why we do it. Some players are just prone to volatility. I think Matt Chapman's one. Another one that I've drafted quite a bit is Jack Swinski. He's another one that's very volatile. So some players are just like that. Sandy is a little bit of a different case, right? Because it was like consistency, safe floor for such a long time. And then he kind of out of nowhere just blew up a little bit. So he's one. Yeah, yeah. He's one I'd probably avoid unless I get a a good price on him. Um, I'd have to double check where his ADP is. But um yeah, I it, it's hard to measure, but I think it depends on you look at a lot of different factors, such as the underlying data, such as track record. So um, just depends on the guy. What's great about Moneyball and fantasy baseball is that it actually works, unlike for the Oakland Athletics and trying to win a World Series, where at the end of the day, Moneyball is a nice concept and it gets you a bunch of wins in the regular season. I don't think it translates as much in the in the postseason where I think do think you need those superstars and you just need those big game players. Mm-hmm. For fantasy baseball, you can win with a Moneyball strategy. And so if you look at the averages, it's all numbers. It's a game of numbers. And if you're good at the numbers, which you are, uh, you'll, you'll win a bunch of leagues. I'm going to beat you in that league. And I already told everyone in the auction league, I'm like, guys, I don't know. I'm doing a baseball podcast. And I just got invited to another league, a league I was in last year. I'm undecided yet. So if they're listening to this now, they'll know that I'm undecided because he texted me and I never responded. So I feel a little bit bad. But I mentioned today is Super Bowl Sunday. So before we wrap up, what's interesting is when people listen to this, the Super Bowl is going to have already been played. Now, I'm never going to bet against Patrick Mahomes ever again. And I didn't bet against him. So when I had him as an underdog against Baltimore, I took him. When I had him as an underdog against Buffalo, I took him. I freaking love betting Patrick Mahomes as an underdog because I'd much rather lose money betting on Patrick Mahomes than lose money betting against Patrick Mahomes. That's how I feel about the Super Bowl. Do I think the 49ers can win? Do I think they're a more complete, better team? Sure. But I'm not going to bet on the 49ers. 
if you had to make a prediction beyond gambling, because I don't know if you play fantasy baseball, you probably like gambling too. Like, are you, do you gamble on baseball? Do you, are you I did that? put a little bit of money on the Super Bowl today and I'll, I'll put a little bit on baseball here and there. I, I yeah. sprinkled a little on the Super Bowl. Yeah. I could say yeah. maybe <laughs> I, I saw your sprinkled. tweet that you, you found $50 and you're unbelievable. Like that's finding, awesome. That's like better than finding money in your coat. Like in the winter, yes. you know, you show up yeah. and put the coat on for the first time. $50 in freaking DraftKings. I hadn't touched it in months. I was like, Oh my God. And the funniest part is the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift better. It was the first game that tra- that Taylor Swift was at, right? Huh. It was the first game yeah. she was at was the Jets game. I'm a big Jets fan. I host a Jets podcast with my, my buddy Bilal Powell, who played for the Jets for 10 years. And so it was the first time they did a specialty Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey bet. It was for him to have over 19.89, so 1989 Taylor Swift mm-hmm. yards in each half. So essentially over 20 yards in each half of the game, which he hit with ease. So I max bet it. I think the max bet was 25 bucks. I max bet it, got 50 bucks back because they made it plus like one to one plus 100. Sure. I love betting on baseball. I love um, uh, no runs first inning is really fun if you're, if you're into mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, hit parlays are really fun. Even like if you're just sitting there and you're like, next pitch, what's going to happen on the re- at bat result? You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's really fun bets. I wasn't allowed to bet on baseball last year because I worked for Major League Baseball. So this year, I'm planning on if I'm not working for baseball this year, I don't know. It's a seasonal job, so I might be working for baseball again. Uh, but if I'm not, I'm going to be cooking up some real big bets this maybe, baseball season. Maybe you'll have some insider stuff you could share with me too, you know? Well, a little bit of money. That's, that's <laughs> illegal also, but they can't catch me. So that's the thing. So if you start betting mm-hmm. a ton of bets and hitting on all of them, maybe they'd be sus- suspicious of me. Uh, but yeah, last year, <laughs> so it's crazy because I was in a database, like just like, you know, Travis Kelsey, because we talked about him, was in a database of football players where an alert goes off in their database if he places a $5 bet. So I'm in the same database for Major League Baseball. Or I was. I'm not anymore, I don't think, uh, because, like I said, seasonal job. So I'm assuming right now I'm not. So if I wanted to bet any futures on Major League Baseball, I could get them in real quick. And then if I end up working for them, I'm not sure yet. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be working for the Yankees and their radio network uh, this summer because I still work for the fan. And that's that's part of WFAN is the Yankees radio network with John Sterling and Susan Walman, which is really fun. Uh, but I don't know if I'll be doing actual work for Major League Baseball straight up. So tell me we got off track. Tell me, which is important also because we got to get to know each other and got to make it sure, fun for right. the listeners. Yeah. Um, but tell me about your bets that you have going today. I have too many to count, but I'll give you a couple also. Yeah, my big one. So I, it, it hurts me to say I'm, I'm with, I'm going in with somebody and they really wanted the 49ers. So we are going with 49ers to win. It does hurt me because I'm in the same boat as you. I just, it hurts to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but I do have the 49ers. I have the over. And then I have Travis Kelsey scoring a touchdown. Um, Christian McCaffrey feels like another safe bet there too, but um, I don't, I didn't put any on there. So yeah, what do you got? A couple of fun picks for you if you are picking the Niners, uh, just because the Niners are not plus money right now. So, but Brock Purdy over three and a half rushing attempts is plus money. It's about plus one eighteen. And what's important is if they win and he has to kneel down a couple of times at the end of the game, those count as rushing attempts. And plus, he he's been running the ball. Remember last week, he had to run a few times against the Lions uh, when things were breaking down. He actually took off and scrambled a little bit. So he's been scrambling more in the playoffs than he had been in the past. So I like the three and a half. It's a good number. Yeah, I love the over there. I took that as a good hedge for the other side of the Chiefs. I also like as, you know, as a long touch, uh, a long, uh, I should say, MVP odds, a guy who a lot of people, a lot of people aren't giving the credit to Purdy. So if the Niners win, 
and you're thinking, oh, wow, the 49ers won, then they're not going to give the Super Bowl MVP to Purdy. A good bet, I think, personally, would be Debo Samuel is plus 2,600 to win MVP. It's a long mm-hmm. odds, but I think that's the type of guy who can combine for 150 yards rushing and receiving, have two long yep. touchdowns, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, Debo Samuel's MVP. So yep. I can see that happening. Especially... Yeah, go Sorry. ahead. I was especially if it happens in a big moment, right? Like right. they're on the 20 and they need a touchdown in five minutes. But yeah, sorry, keep going. I'll let you finish. Yeah, that's uh, and, and another guy who's a really long, I think he was like 14,000, is Fred Warner, who's their linebacker. He has 10 plus tackles every game. And if he locks down Travis Kelsey yeah. in this game, which is going to be key for them to win, he locks down Kelsey and he makes like a bunch of tackles in the game. Yeah. I could see them giving an MVP to a Fred Warner. I just don't see Brock Purdy getting the MVP with everything. Because think about it. If Brock Purdy was a first overall pick in the draft, and in his second year, he's in a Super Bowl, and in his first year, he made it all the way to the AFC Championship, like we'd be talking about him like one of the greatest ever. We'd be talking about him the way we talk about Patrick Mahomes. But because he's smaller, and it looks different, and he was the last pick in the draft, we don't talk about him the same way. And there's this narrative that's created around him. So I don't think um, Brock Purdy is going to win MVP even if they win the game. So I do like some of those other picks at MVP. Now, me mm-hmm. personally, I love Mahomes. I also love a under one and a half or the shortest touchdown of the game to be less than one and a half yards. Because if there's a pass interference in the end zone or if they get down mm-hmm. to the half yard line, they need to pound it in. All those things happen. And then you get a one yard touchdown or half yard touchdown run. And so under one and a half yards for the shortest touchdown. I love that bet. I love the Brock Purdy under three and a half or over three and a half rushing attempts. And I love the Chiefs. The Chiefs are still plus money. The line has shifted from two and a half, minus two and a half to, or plus two and a half for the Chiefs to plus one or plus one and a half. It's gotten closer. Sure. Yeah, I saw that today. So I I still love the Chiefs. I would hammer the Chiefs. I'd hammer Mahomes. I would hammer also Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey MVP almost feels like it's too easy. Like hmm. they, they might just give it to him. Because uh, there is there is a case to be made that Patrick Mahomes just doesn't have this great game. Like if he throws like a touchdown interception and the touchdown is to is to Kelsey, Kelsey. and they also yeah. run in for a touchdown, like and they win that way. I don't know. They only score two touchdowns. It's like the final score is 23-16. I could see them giving it to Kelsey if he has a hundred yards and a touchdown. Also, Travis Kelsey to to catch every target. I saw someone had that. That's like crazy plus odds, but he was 11 for 11 in the game against Baltimore. So for him to catch every ball thrown to him. And then the one time that like Fred Warner gets a hand in there and knocks it down, you're going to be killing yourself. You're like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. By the time you listen to this, you already know what happened in the game and all this stuff. You're either laughing hysterically at me because I'm a total idiot or you're like, wow, that guy really knew what he was talking about. So do not. Here's what I'll tell you as a listener. Do not base uh, your fantasy baseball expertise or our fancy baseball expertise on our football gambling because nobody knows how to gamble on football so just yeah. listen to this for an entertainment and enjoyment but come back next week we'll have our first episode at some point throughout the week we'll start with do you know second base right second base. position we'll, second we'll base. be pre- previewing and predicting and ranking second base so we'll do a top 10 ranking we're going to give you the number one sleeper for second base, the number one stay away for second base, the best value draft pick for second base. You'll talk about the up and coming young guys for second base that maybe might get a call up in May or something and will be coming up there. So we'll talk all about second base later this week as we continue, as we march towards the season, we get ready for fantasy baseball. Cause that's what, this is it. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl's over. Baseball's here. It's baseball time. Pitchers and catchers are going to report later this week. I can't wait. I'm excited for it. I hope you are. And I'm excited to be doing this with you. Yeah, same. And I wanted to mention too, just because I, I 
I couldn't go to sleep tonight if I don't bring it up. Sandy Alcantara is out for most of the year. He I even got know Tommy that. John That's surgery. crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? That's on me. That's my bad. No, I, no, I, no. It happens so quick I and under the rug sometimes. Example. Yeah. I used him as an example more of a guy who, because I knew he was on my team. So I knew as a guy who like was awful in the first sure. half and was great in the second half. So I was kind of using him more as an example, not saying you should draft him. In particular, yeah. I was saying if there's other people like that who picked it up yeah. in the second half, um, I just don't but, want yeah, someone to go know. like. Yeah. I just don't want someone to go. Oh, they said Sandy. I'm going to look for him in this draft and then draft him and then. Or and they turned it like, off oh. already and they're like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. They don't realize. Yeah, right. Sandy, exactly. You said it right away. You caught it right away. So you're good with that. But then so, you uh, maybe question. And so yeah, I just had to bring. That I know that's my yeah, bad. That's I, my, that's no, no, no. It's no. It is what it is. But yeah, I'm psyched. Ready to go. Can't wait for second base. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that. And so far, thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. If you could like, subscribe, share it with a friend, tell people about the show. That's the best way we could grow the community because we want to make this a community where at the, by the end of the season, middle of the season, we're just talking fantasy. We're getting questions from everyone and everyone's just sharing their experiences. And it could be a really fun time for everyone because that's what it's about. That's what the fantasy baseball season is about. It's having fun, making this fun. And so that's what this should be. So I appreciate you, Vince. I appreciate, obviously, Just Baseball and everyone there for giving us this opportunity and you guys for listening because that's the most important. That's what's going to keep this podcast going. So until next time, until second base, I'll see you later, all right? Yeah, sounds good, Ryan. See you then. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.